live from Anatomy Park. We're having a blast riding the bone train. Don't you want to ride the bone train? Either way, this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Ah, yes. One of, one of my favorite bits in this episode. Welcome, everyone, to Interdimensional RSS. I am Travis. I am I am Brandon. Hey, you know that that intro, the thing about that intro was uh, I I started reading it. Well, I didn't, like, the document was open, but it, mm-hmm. the document was, like, scrolled to the very bottom. So I'm like, <laughs> ah, scroll wheel up and up and up and up. <laughs> I think it's Anatomy Park. Okay, okay yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out the rest. So there you go. Hey, you nailed it. I In- thought you did a great job, Brandon. Insight. Uh, welcome, everybody, to Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, we're so happy that you are uh, joining us every week to go through season one of Rick and Morty as we await the year, two-year, uh, decade-long gap between season three and four. Who knows? No one, no one can say, Brandon, Mind when, the gap. when season four will be here. Mind, mind the gap. Uh, so we're already getting <laughs> into so many uh, moments from this episode. Uh, but before we, we go full speed into Anatomy Park, let's, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. First off, if you're, if you're new to the show, if you're not following us on social media, well, well welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Unity. And, uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod uh, over on our subreddit, rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com. Uh, Brandon, you keep zooming in your camera <laughs> and it's tripping me out. Uh, <laughs> follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rick and Morty podcast, or send us an email at Rick and Morty podcast at gmail.com. We got a couple of emails we're pretty excited about that. We're going to talk about, uh, at the end of the show. Uh, if you want a t-shirt, head over to T public, uh, you can get to the link from our website, apathetic enthusiasm.com. Uh, and then to the patrons out there. Yeah. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Uh, those are the guys that are and gals that uh, are actually getting to see Brandon zoom in and out on his camera, <laughs> uh, checking out uh, video versions of this podcast for five dollars a month. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Yeah, good, good call, Travis. All right, Brandon, it's it's time to it's time to get this show on the road, uh, and and as we do with every episode, it's time to get into our first segment, semi pertinent news. Semi-pertinent news, it's news that's only semi-pertinent, semi-pertinent news. We're not talking New York Times or the Washington Post, we're talking about things we saw on Twitter. <laughs> semi-pertinent news, here it is. Uh, in in a, a slow news cycle, if you will, uh, where where there is not a lot of stuff going on Rick and Morty related, uh, we have a we have a few, I don't know, semi pertinent things to talk about. Uh, Brand, yeah. Brandon, what's uh, what's first up on the list this week? A handful of semi pertinent things. Okay, uh, le- first up, we'll just get it out of the way. We, in in past episodes, we've had this news at like the the bottom for some reason, but let's just get it out of the way. There's Pop Funko news. There are hey, more Pop Funkos. I got my I got my brand new. Funko Pop Pickle Rick hiding out way oh, up there. Oh yeah, nice. there. yeah. You know, you know, you take your stuff out of the boxes. Like I, I leave all mine in the box. You can see my Pickle Rick right there. For those there of you is. who get a video, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Uh, my son earlier today, actually, this side note, I won't stick too long with it. He's like, "Can I play w- with these toys? Can I take them out of the boxes?" I'm like, "No, 
<laughs> you're not my son. Um. So anyway. So so okay. Like this. Let's just round out semi pertinent new right. There's a bunch of new Funko Pop stuff to talk about. Again. Um. Not not just the pop vinyls, but Funko. Uh, debuted a bunch of stuff at their, uh, I think it was the London Toy Fair. Action figures. And who, like, I didn't realize how much stuff they they made, but you got the pop vinyls. There's a new series of those. We talked about a few of them last last episode. Plushes. Those plushes. I got a few figures. of those guys up here. Action figures, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and so there's a whole new series of action figures, which if you collect the entire series two, you can make a Chrombopulous Michael out of them. Uh, the, the, the first, uh, series, if you collected them all, you can make a snowball in the mech suit. Hell yeah. was featured on, on our previous episode, if you missed that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, along with that, they've got a, a bunch of the new blind box, like minifigs, all, all kinds of stuff, just Stuff to throw your paychecks at. Oh, my God. Uh, but I, I want to ask, Brandon, you mentioned you keep all of yours in the box. Mine are all displayed outside of the box. What is your what is your rationale for keeping them in the box? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shooting for any... Oh, there's a mosquito! Get the fuck out of here, mosquito! I'm not, I'm not trying to like save them and then sell them later. Or I'm like a uh, comic book guy. <laughs> like... Right. Keep them in the no, if, it, if it's exposed to actual oxygen. Yeah. Well, there, there's, um, you know, there's, there's numbers on the boxes. There's artwork on the boxes. And, and for, and for me, I look at, you know, I don't just buy, uh, these, these Funko figurines just willy nilly. Like it has to be like the whole package, so to speak. Right. And that includes, okay. that includes the box. I like the box. Now, now I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here because yes, all of the pop vinyls I have are out of the boxes. They're up on a shelf, uh, and in part it's because I like the actual like item. I like I like the the statue, the art of it a little bit, I guess. And I like to be able to actually check it out, see it from multiple angles, get a clear clear view of it. Uh, they're usually strategically positioned around uh, like other characters from a series or, or things like that. Okay. Um, but I'll be honest, they are removed very carefully from the box. And every single one of those boxes is stacked in this closet right here. <laughs> uh, there's uh, a stack almost as tall as me now. And anytime I move or, or I'm moving them around, uh, usually they go back in the boxes. So, uh, I, I I don't think I'm like a collector that's ever gonna really try to resell these things. If one of them happens to catch fire, you know, I'll be happy to have it, have it. But um, for me, it's just elements of pop culture that I really enjoy, and it's nice to have like a little little actual physical version of those things. So. Yeah. The, the 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 other part of it, and let's not let's not belabor this too much longer. The other part of it is I just I, boxes make it easier to stack. <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know. Yeah, there's like an a, there's an Assassin's Creed uh, pop vinyl somewhere that I got in like a loot box or loot uh. crate, and uh, he I don't even think he's on display because the, he's like kneel kneeling down, <laughs> and the balance on him is totally off, and he falls all the time. So I don't, uh, I don't even know where he is. Maybe right he's now. trying to jump. Anyway, up. he's trying to jump into a hay hay bale. Hey, Bale. Hey. Uh, okay. Anyway, anyway, so yeah, ton, tons of toys. Go check them out. We'll, we'll leave a link in the show notes. The, I'll, I'll, I'll commit to doing that as soon as I find the link that I sent to Brandon like a week ago. <laughs> the, the very, very last thing I want to say about that is, come on, Pop Funko. Like, you, you <laughs> just, you give us so much stuff. And it's, 
there there's part of me that is, is a little I'll say annoyed just because I can't find a better word. Where I'm like, okay, are you like slow over, down, like oversaturated almost? Yeah, a, like... a, a little bit. And and the fact that we're looking for semi pertinent news every every two weeks, and then like, oh, Bob Five and Co comes out with new stuff. We're gonna change this segment to semi pertinent <laughs> news brought to you by Pop Funko. If Not they are willing to send us this stuff, absolutely we will. <laughs> uh, but until that time, yeah, no, there's there is a ton of stuff that they're throwing out there. Lots of licensed merchandise, things like that. But at the same time, the show's popularity. There are a lot of people that are clamoring for these items. Clamoring. Uh, I we we've talked in previous episodes. I don't know if it's on this podcast or clamoring on enthusiasm, but like I don't like to buy pop vinyls online i i prefer to try and find them like in yeah, person yeah yeah and i and i bought that pickle rick online i had it shipped to my house because uh it was just one of those things that like i was like i really want to make sure I, I get my hands on one of those yeah heck yeah um, anyway i i, anyway. I, I bought i bought mine from the the local new comics store uh and uh they're, they're pretty awesome those guys so i'm and i'm gonna get my start start getting my comics from them too so uh and they listen to this so i'm not trying to i'm not trying to say uh hi to you guys, but hi. Anyways, um, okay, moving on. Next, next, next little bit of news. Charbris. Speaking of pickle, Rick. Charbris. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, this next, this next little bit. This is totally. This is like semi, semi pertinent because it, it, it's not even like it slightly bit pertinent, really. <laughs> um, but we we got tagged in a tweet, uh, by this by this young gentleman. This young, well endowed gentleman, his name his name is uh, at you can find him on Twitter at Billy King Triple X X X X, and he went to the porn only star if you're only if you're over the age of eighteen though. Oh yeah, oh, only only he went to the the uh, this convention. I think it was in Vegas. I'm not sure, but it was an adult uh, convention for for yeah. It was like a not like an adult film convention yeah. type thing. Uh, I think this guy may. Uh, I don't know. Be, lend his be in films uh, professional talents perhaps to, to this this sort of thing. Uh, but he he attended as a as a Rick. He yeah. went cosplaying as Rick, yep. a shirtless Rick, and uh, and he tagged us in those tweets. And we uh, thank you for that. And and I I mean we're talking about it now. So so I guess the tag worked. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, Billy King. I I just thought I, I dude I was cracking up. That's <laughs> just like. I've never in my life before dreamed that I would be associated with a, an adult film star. It's it's yeah. awesome to me. Anyways, um, <laughs> I did all of your dreams have come true, Brandon. <laughs> I did actually get some audio from from him at this convention. Uh, so check this out. Check this out. Here here he is. Here's Billy King Triple X, uh, aka Porn Star Rick. <laughs> 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 this is Billy <laughs> Billy King Triple X. <laughs> how long? How long is this clip? <laughs> this you should have just should have just played that over the whole background as we were. <laughs> This clip, this clip goes on for like twenty more seconds. Okay, I'll stop it. Anyway, all right, all right. 
Anyway, so- well, thanks, thanks for the uh, thanks for the short out uh, on Twitter, and I don't want to know how you acquired that sound clip, Brandon. Well, well, well done. I, I 100% expected you to play a Rick and Morty sound clip. So, uh, anyway, let me let me, just, let me just let me just say that maybe we'll get like a dozen more one star reviews from that little little segment. <laughs> but I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Anyways, next. Uh, all right, Brandon. Uh, let's let's break into a subcategory of some yeah. pertinent news, and this is something that that you've really taken on as your baby. Uh, so so why yeah. don't you why don't you hit us up with with this next this next uh, bit? I don't know what is it? what yeah. is it. Yeah, well you you know as we're looking for semi pertinent news, we don't always see any. We don't even see anything necessarily. But what we do see is we see Dan Harmon tweeting, and so oh, because. Yeah. Because we because we usually pull from him uh, for semi for semi pertinent stuff, uh, we're going to introduce a sub segment which may not happen every week or every two weeks <laughs> or four weeks. This is the Dan Harmon tweeting minute, and I've I've got a song a sub song for it. It's the Dan oh, Harmon tweeting minute. When Dan Harmon tweets a minute, and he does a Harmon block a minute, minute, <laughs> minute. Minute, minute. Okay. Anyway, so uh, my, I might change the song. I don't know. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, this is so. Here's what Dan Harmon's tweeting minute is about this week. So he he put out a tweet, uh, and the tweet says, "This is always in my recommends. Was afraid to click for a year. Finally did. Entire thing is based on five seconds of audio from my podcast, where I use 304 as a generic placeholder number. Can we go beyond ending net neutrality? Just close the internet." And and basically what it is is he linked a video uh, that was on his YouTube where a guy um, he, he pulls a little bit of a clip of Dan Harmon talking over it uh, on Harmon Town and then makes it like a five to seven minute video about why Dan Harmon doesn't like uh, the episode which is the Vindicators episode. I'm gonna play just a real quick clip, Travis. I, I did I did my did my homework here. Just hey. a real quick clip. Here's what Dan Harmon, co-creator of Rick and Morty, had to say about the show's episode 304, Vindicators 3, Return of World Ender. Go finish editing episode 304. It's the worst. It's my fault it's going to be the worst episode of Rick and Morty ever. Okay, so so that that was the entire clip that that the guy pulled from. And uh, so so he goes on, the, the, the guy who does the video, he goes on to talk about how like Dan Harmon does the the hero's journey and the story circle and all all that type of stuff, and it's actually it's actually a pretty you know a pretty good video of why Vindicators isn't a great episode in that way, uh, right. but he uses that that like real quick like five seconds to make his entire case. Now my thing is for me I'm like if you didn't try to make a case for it and it was just this guy's opinion of why this episode's not that great, it would have been fine. But, sure. Yeah. But uh anyways, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. All right. Uh oh, oh, there was one more thing. Dan Harmon also tweeted something about there's no contracts for season 4 and he's not writing. That's eh, nothing really important. I'm sure I'm sure lawyer Morty is involved in the whole process. Uh I at this point I am I'm not scared at all about them coming to an agreement, figuring out a contract. I just think that there is uh, legal stuff in the way of it, and the people that are good at legal stuff will deal with that. Yeah, 
And then the people that are good at writing Rick and Morty will wait for their lawyers to be done. Right. And then they'll get back to writing Rick and Morty. You're absolutely so, right. You're absolutely yeah, right about that, I'm, Travis. You, you must be in the contracting world because I feel like you know, you know, you have insight. No. Contracting no, sorry, insight. Not, <laughs> no, not a bit. Uh, anyway, uh, for those of you expecting the Blood Dome Battle League to, to happen right now, what we want to do is uh, we're so eager to get into the main thing that uh, we, we've moved the Blood Dome Battle League uh, towards the end of the show. So, so if for like the two of you that are here strictly to see how, how the blood dome <laughs> battle league, uh, panned out, then yeah. uh, stick around. But before we get to that, it is time, Brandon, for the main thing. It's the main thing. It's the main thing. Wait, no, I messed that up. Uh, do, 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 uh, it's the main thing. Do John Williams, that's the main <laughs> thing. Ah, ah, ah. All right, the main not, not thing. your best. The not main your best. thing. It can't all be. The main can't all be thing. I'm not done. I'm still. I'm still getting my groove. Amazing. All right, I'll be back. You let me know when, when we're ready. <laughs> anyway, uh, let, let me let me right. apologize. Let me apologize to everyone out there. You're, you're expecting something great, fantastic, and and I and I let you down. I let you down in, um, as an aside on your mistakes. It's 2018. I'm proud of you, Brandon. <laughs> it's, it's great. No regrets. Uh, all right. It's time. Let's, let's talk about some Rick and Morty, uh, working our way through season one. We are three episodes in. Here we go. Anatomy park. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of my classic faves, I think, um, for, for a variety of reasons. This was originally aired December 16th, 2013, Written by Eric Acosta and Wade Randolph, directed by John Rice. Right, Brandon, who, who directed the who directed our last episode as well. Oh, lawnmower dog. Yeah, let me. Uh, so I want to. I want to. I want to make a point. It's like real quick aside. Anytime I think about Anatomy Park and Lawnmower Dog, uh, I like. I know they're separate episodes, but I get them confused because Futurama has Jurassic Bark. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and so in my head, I'm always, I always have to like take an extra few seconds to distance myself from the two of them. Like, no, 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 mm. this Futurama, right. Jurassic Park, Anatomy Park. Pe- peeling back the curtain here a little <laughs> Lumber bit. Lumberdog, yeah. Anyways. Uh, uh, do you want to roll through the synopsis real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this, real, real quick synopsis. Thank you. Thank you, Reddit. Uh, you doing, doing the hard work and giving us a synopsis to read. On Christmas, Rick sends Morty inside the body of a homeless man to save his life, a parody of Fantastic Voyage, or Interspace. I added the Interspace part, but inside the man's body is a microscopic enclosure called Anatomy Park, a parody of Jurassic Park, I'm not sure if you knew that, which houses various, various deadly diseases that escape their enclosures. Back at the family home, Jerry's parents visit, and the family attempts to bond without electronic devices, while Jacob, Jacob can bond with just about anyone. (laughs) Hey, <laughs> uh, very interesting that this is our third episode of the series and we already have our holiday episode, our Christmas episode out of the way, like knocking it out quick. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it, I mean, it aired December 16th. So, so the timing is right for a Christmas episode. Um, <laughs> Brandon, no, no, keep talking. Don't your- ignore okay. me. I'm just trying to part my hair in the middle. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll work on parting my hair as well. Uh, but yeah, so 
a uh, really interesting episode. We are we are continuing with this theme of you know pulling ideas out of pop culture. Obviously, we've got you mentioned Fantastic Voyage or Inner Space. We've got yeah. Jurassic Park. Um, and and meanwhile, you have a B plot where we get to meet Jerry's parents for the first and only time so far in in the series. Uh, and and try to see a little bit more about how the Smith family dynamic kind of plays out. Uh, we get to see a little bit more about Summer and uh, and get a, get more of a feel for just how Jerry Jerry can be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you you make the point about the the Christmas episode really so early in the in the series already, and it's just. It, you watch all these episodes all the way up till season three and you don't, and it's like, it's kind of reverse, right? Well, I take that back. Cause like Simpsons, they premiered with a Christmas episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so I guess that's not too far fetched, but this is even weirder cause it's three episodes. In it. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we meet a bunch of characters in this episode that are maybe, I don't know how integral to the Smith family they are. But we never see them or hear them, hear from them again. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, you mentioned the the grandparents, right? Jerry's parents. Yeah, and and they they mention early on when like it's been a really long time since they've they've come to visit. Uh, so I I guess it makes sense that like like we we get early on that these aren't going to be people that are on the show often, um, because these they they haven't been visiting a lot so. It's it's not like we're expecting these to become regular characters necessarily. Sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, but obviously Jacob shows up unexpectedly uh, with the parents as well, and then uh, Jerry is in for a happy human holiday. Uh, that's <laughs> you know, uh, it it broadens his his horizons a little bit. I think. Yeah, and and, and Jacob is such a kind of a weird character, but it's. This uh, obviously this episode came out before Get Out was a thing, but like <laughs> yeah, but, it, but if but but Jacob feels kind of Get Outy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I can see that. Yeah, I don't uh, know. <laughs> like uh, like when the, when the dude. So if you haven't seen Get Out, uh, spoiler just for like two seconds. Uh, like one of the guy's friends is joking like, oh, I, I you know these white people are making you sex slaves. Making making sex slaves. Um, anyways, that's as much of a spoiler as I want to get. The the beauty of it is the video version is not getting any of that because you completely like glitched out and I didn't hear. It. I oh I forgot to turn my spoiler filter off. That's why my bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, tra- Travis, I mean, so in the in the uh, world of Rick and Morty, all of all the episodes, how do you feel about this one specifically? Uh, so this is, uh, this was an early front runner for me as a favorite episode. I think this was the first episode where I really like got hooked on the show. Um, now I, and I think I've mentioned this before the first time I started watching Rick and Morty, I was kind of sick. Like I was sick in bed. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so I think I wasn't fully like with it when I watched the first couple episodes, but by the time I got to episode three, <laughs> I, I was I was a hundred percent on board. Um, Jurassic Park for me was one of like my earliest like favorite movies. Uh, it was a movie that I saw more times in the theater 
than any other movie I think in my childhood. Um, just really, really into uh, Jurassic Park growing up. Yeah. So uh, the the parallels to that film uh, I, I was really excited about. And then, yeah, and so I, I think it still holds a pretty high place for me as far as ranking all of the Rick and Morty episodes. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. There's, um, there's something about the Jurassic Park that, uh, I mean, even going beyond this episode, you know, you and I, we were both pretty much the same age when Jurassic Park came out in the theaters. And yeah, like it was Steven Spielberg changed something. Like he captured that, yeah. that, that magic in, in me um, as, as a kid. And so when this episode came out and I, I watched this episode, they, they managed to take everything from Jurassic Park, the feel of Jurassic Park, and just kind of turn it on its head and right. like incorporate like all these like little, little uh, in references to the movie in a different way for the, you know, the body of Ruben and all these diseases that are inhabiting <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, and I think I think that's if you combine Jurassic Park, like the anatomy aspect and the way that they were able to to change everything that they did to kind of fit that theme of anatomy park. Uh, but also like theme parks were huge for me growing up. Yeah. Uh, I was always a huge Disney fan, grew up going to Disneyland uh, quite a bit. And so I think like my my obsession with theme parks and Disneyland and then the way that they used some of those like conventions that that you find in most uh like theme parks or amusement parks and, and injected that into the episode uh it just really rounds it out for me so so when morty first arrives at anatomy park and he and he's walking through they have like turnstiles uh he's, <laughs> he's kind of like checking it out like there's like a monorail system uh he finds pirates of the pancreas yeah uh which you know obviously a direct nod to uh pirates of the caribbean in in, in disneyland or or the magic kingdom but uh yeah and just the like the way Rick really fights for that uh even though it like it doesn't make sense from an anatomy standpoint but he just wanted to get pirates in there uh like I don't know that's that's one of those bits that I that I really uh continue to enjoy uh even when they're like fearing their own death <laughs> and Rick's like hey if you got the time I mean really give that Really give that Pirates of the Pancreas a try. We don't, we don't, we don't whitewash it. Okay, uh, real rapey those pirates. They're re- they're real rapey. Yeah, you know, I I've never. Maybe maybe it's because I'm I'm open to to it. I never understood why everyone had an issue with Pirates of the Pancreas, uh, because the fact that there's a there's an attraction inside a human body, like. Uh, an attraction called Pirates of the Pancreas doesn't seem absurd to me at that point in time. Sure, but we asked ourselves, we said, what does a pancreas actually do? <laughs> does, does it make pirates? No, it makes insulin. <laughs> uh, monument to, what is it? Monument is it? to monument? failure. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. monument to compromise, I think. Is what oh, that yeah, is. that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> monument to compromise. Uh, anyway, so, um, Morty very quickly finds Dr. Xenon Bloom mm-hmm. voiced by, uh, last week tonight host, John, John Oliver, Gianna Oliver, um, and who is a fascinating character. The only really like non-human character, uh, in the party. 
And and they never go so far as to really explain who or what he is or how he came to be. Right. Um, it, yeah, it, he's just there with with a, with a walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's got he's got. Uh, I, I I tried to look inside to see what what was inside, like the the top of the walking stick, to see. You know, because like John, if there was Hamm- like a mosquito type thing. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, in. And it's just kind of like a, a blobbish type type thing, but clearly he's a he's a John Hammond character. If you're a fan of Jurassic Park, yeah. And uh, he he gives some of the the funniest lines, not because not like they're not like exaggerated or like trying to be funny. Just the, the yeah. subdued way John Oliver says them right. ma- makes you laugh out loud. Like I I say the bone train line. <laughs> all, the, all the all the time all the time and the most inappropriate of i'm at of, a meeting of, at work and they're like brandon what do you think like do you want to ride the bone train <laughs> <laughs> what about you morty uh <laughs> well, so one of the things uh and we, we'll talk about the content of the story and things like that but uh credit to the animators when we're yeah. talking about dr xenon bloom because he has sort sort of like a a transparency to to him he's some sort of like cell like type of organism uh so in many of the scenes when you see him running around you can actually see through him a little bit and as he's passing in front of different things the animators did a a really great job of of making sure that you could actually see what was behind him which it would have been very easy for them to kind of cheat and just make him light blue or something and not go so far as to try and make a blurry version of the background but uh, they, I mean, they, they did it and, and it, it's really, it's one of those subtle things that maybe you don't notice the first time watching, but yeah. when you're, when you're studying it, maybe for a podcast, uh, <laughs> it's one of those things where I was like, wow, this is, this is very well done. There, there, there was something similar and you're, and you're right about that. When, when Morty first gets into Ruben's body and he, uh, it shows his face and he's got like the, the, the fish bowl on his head. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's the reflection in in the fishbowl of anatomy park and everything's backwards it's just a very very small detail but it like these are things that you end up noticing and and on reddit they they mentioned production notes the art director james mcdermott and color lead jason bosch i i'm gonna say that's how you pronounce that name Um, i'll agree with with like the backgrounds and you mentioned xenon bloom and, and seeing the backgrounds before i i was amazed actually when i went back and I paid extra close attention to just how detailed some of the backgrounds are. And like you're they're in the intestines and there's all these like different shadows and all these different forms that are, that mm-hmm. are there that I'm like, I can draw one two dimensional character. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, you're talking about a full like theme park inside of a human body. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting visuals to play around with uh, in that. And you know, when they go into the lungs and they encounter tuberculosis for the first time, uh, and the only time, I guess. Uh, all of those, <laughs> all of those. I don't even know the anatomy term for all the little bubbles that are inflating with air. Uh, I'm I'm an art uh, major, not bu- not an bubbly. biology major. The yeah, the, those things. Um, but yeah, just there's a lot going on, even in the backgrounds of, of these of these shots, and um, so very cool stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, very, 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 very cool stuff. Uh, so, so we have the A. W- would you 
you would say the a a story is anatomy park itself right yeah typically i tend to go with whatever rick and morty are doing <laughs> as as being the a plot even even if they're not really in it so much even uh, if they travel to atlantis <laughs> to get you know mermaid puss that's that's the a story um yeah so so our b story obviously is with summer and Jerry and Beth and the, the grandparents and celebrating their Christmas. Jerry's trying to get his, his Christmas celebration on. And drum drums. Christmas drums. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Drums um, being played by a boy. <laughs> um and, and Jerry, you know, he just he just wants to have a good Christmas. Now I, I noticed in in the Reddit thread, like one of the first comments was talking about how they actually felt sorry for Jerry when it um in in this episode because like his his parents are doing some weird weird stuff <laughs> right and like Jacob is your mother's lover uh, I I tend to watch either from a chair or from a closet <laughs> usually almost, wearing a superman almost, costume or something <laughs> and and just how just how kind of sad his life is even with his <laughs> parents that he grew up with uh, do, I mean, do you rewatching this after all the ep- different episodes? Do you feel any? Do you feel this is a an insight into Jerry more so? Yeah, well, I think I think one of the big issues for Jerry in this, and it, and it, I think we see Jerry get into this kind of trouble in in future episodes as well. Is Jerry is trying to force a situation to to be a certain. He has an idea in his head of how a a Hallmark Christmas should be. And so that sort of vision doesn't involve everybody on devices. It involves everybody being together and, and being with family. So as soon as those expectations are taken off course and his, his parents arrive with Jacob, uh, it, it throws a wrench in his whole expectation of him trying to force, uh, you know, this holiday experience. And, and I think throughout the episode, Jerry is forced to learn that, like, he can't control the situation. If he wants to appreciate his family, he needs to appreciate them for who they are, whether that's them wanting to be on cell phones or them wanting to bring someone into their open relationship in retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do do I mean? Do you think? Do you think his parents have uh, kind of contributed to his his control the issues? Way he is. <laughs> um, you know, there there are some people that that on Reddit and and in other forums have have said that the way that Jerry's dad sort of contributes to their relationship, being passive and and more of an observer. Uh, somehow may have a trickle down effect into how Jerry is in his relationships and and sort of just the way that he lives his life. Do, do, I don't know if that's true. I do, don't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily think so. Do, do you think Jerry and Beth will someday get to a point where they too have a Jacob, and instead of Superman, Beth, <laughs> Jerry's like, uh, you know, what? I'll do. The, I'll do the Flash, like quick in and out. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think Jerry's too kind of uh, obsessed with Beth to to let someone else. Somebody else kind r- of ramrod. 
Yeah, I think yeah. he'd grab a shotgun and you know uh, we, we saw that in in the pilot. Yeah, but, what what I, what uh, I want to what I want to know, Billy King Triple X, you tell us <laughs> if you if you will be Beth's Jacob. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, we know yeah, Pornstar. We know Pornstar. Okay. It's interesting how uh, we get through this episode in the B plot. Uh, where everyone is sort of experiencing this real human, uh, like holiday, and everybody's dealing with drama and and relationships. And as that happens, as the thing that really Jerry was asking for at the beginning of the episode, he retreats to an office or or man cave, whatever whatever it is, uh, and just starts watching TV. Uh, so he decides to to leave that experience to go just watch the news. Uh, which is where we see a gigantic Reuben floating in space, um, which will which will link up a little bit more uh, as we as we cover the a plot. But yeah, it's um, so it's it's interesting that like eventually they all come around in the end to just let's get our devices back out, let's let's kind of just do what we want to do, and um, and and Jerry kind of gives up that control over the situation. And and that's when I think he's finally content with what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know the very last little scene of the the episode uh, before the the post credit scene is when when Rick and Morty come back and they're like, what 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 the heck is this? <laughs> and <laughs> and Jerry just kind of like, he's like sitting on the floor with his device and he just kind of shrugs at the camera. Yeah, breaks <laughs> that breaks that fourth wall a little bit. Um, but yeah, which typically is reserved for Rick, uh, but but Jerry gets a gets a quick moment. Um, but yeah, I, th- I I think that's funny, and I think uh, that line by Rick uh, coming in and being like, "Can't believe this is what you're doing on Christ's birthday," uh, <laughs> after he just came from you know blowing up a gigantic you know a homeless <laughs> person, um, like he he didn't necessarily uh, spend the day. In the most virtuous of ways. Yeah, yeah. In uh, I want I want to say about the the exploding Reuben and <laughs> the events leading up to that. All right. So, uh, you, Unity, you've seen the episode dozens of times. You know that Rick that Morty goes in there. He has some adventures, and then in order to fight get, some fight some diseases, uh, fight some 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 uh, corporate espionage. <laughs> and uh, he eventually Rick equals them out, so makes Reuben really, really big, so Morty will be normal size. And then he makes Reuben explode with dynamite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so leading uh, so after that, like all the news is reporting about a gigantic homeless person. <laughs> feet. We've got feet <laughs> on the West Coast, and you know what they say about feet. Uh, whatever that, whatever that is. Large, even compared <laughs> in relation to the rest of his body. <laughs> um, and there, everyone is just so chill about this gigantic homeless person. Like all the news, naked homeless person. That's just, yeah. Uh, and Jerry says to the family, "The news says not to worry." And then Ruben explodes. I think, I think like the exact line is like, the TV says it's going to be okay. <laughs> like the yeah. fact that he just like trusts that the TV is going to tell him the right information. <laughs> and then Ruben explodes and it's raining blood. And then, <laughs> and then they go, <laughs> go turn on the TV and the, the, the 
Anchorman's like, uh, yeah, so everything will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, blood and viscera rain down on the country. <laughs> but I think everything's going to be okay. Uh, which, which you know, for as far as Christmas episodes go, uh, Rick and Morty is the type of show that can end with it raining blood yeah. on the house and, and to really kind of close out a Christmas episode. Absolutely, Travis. Um, okay, so let's let's go back inside the body of Ruben here. Uh, here here's a question for you, Travis. Uh, a Reddit discussion point. That's not the official music. What's your favorite disease creature of all of of all of them? Mm. You, got, uh, you got gonorrhea. You got tuberculosis. Who lost uh, to jaguar the other yeah, day? As we know, um, hepatitis A, hepatitis C. Gonorrhea. Uh, oh, E. coli. So I, and E. coli. Oh, yeah, E. coli. E. coli is a weird one. Uh, they don't get a lot of stage time. Uh, they take out Dr. Bloom, RIP. But um, <laughs> I think, is it is it hepatitis C that that is doing most of the chasing throughout the episode? No, that's hepatitis like, A. That's hep A? Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think that's probably my favorite one. Um, just, just because it's just kind of like the, the coolest looking, like, I guess hep C ends up eating it and he's bigger, <laughs> but he's way less threatening. So, I mean, I mean, he just, he's, I think they're just like that. Okay. So, uh, all right. All right. I, I can get behind that. What about you? What's, which, um, which one's your I, favorite? I, I, I think I will choose E. coli just, right. you know, just to give the underdog a, a, a chance because they they are such a unique uniquely designed uh disease in in this episode yeah and i and i'm not really sure like where they got the idea for the design of e coli <laughs> uh because like they have like the, the like glass dome on top but then there's like uh I, I don't know i don't know how it works they almost they almost look like they're robots that are being controlled by a disease yes and and there's some backstory there that we didn't get into that 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 should be unpacked in a fan mm-hmm. fiction. You guys send us the links uh, <laughs> of whoever's doing that. Uh, but you yeah, send like us the your E. fanfic. <laughs> yeah, hit us up uh, at Rick and Morty Pod. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, I think they do a good job with with the diseases, and and it's a good way to make some really cool looking, you know, Rick and Morty monsters. Uh, when when they're not dealing with an alien planet, we're dealing with something that's here on Earth, uh, but they can still get some some cool creatures. Yeah, uh, into this episode. Very 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 astute of you, y- right. young man. Thanks, <laughs> uh, old man. <laughs> okay, what 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 else you got, Travis? Uh, you got you got some favorite bits for us? I I do, uh, and I I think we should probably just roll through uh, some of these because because this could. This could take a while. Uh, <laughs> one, one of the only lines that we actually hear Ruben speak uh, is when he is, is first brought into the Smith home uh, as, as Rick is explaining that this is an old friend of his uh, that they've known for a long time and he gives him a checkup every year. And Ruben just says, Pearl Harbor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, almost like, like just enough unrelated to what Rick's saying to, to like, make sense but also like kind of just feel like a line that rick said all right just if somebody asks what's going on just say pearl harbor they'll drop it <laughs> like yeah and, and like and 
a couple seconds later, he's, he mumbles, and this is part of my favorite bits, he mumbles, Korea. <laughs> just, just pick an old war. Uh, it just, it's, it'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, and, and Ruben's an, an interesting character, just the way he's, like, he's, well, the fact that Rick says, uh, you don't agree to have a theme park go, uh, place inside of you if, if your life's going right or whatever, like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's been on some hard times for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I mentioned my Korea, so it's actually, it's actually your turn again. Oh, okay. Well, I mentioned, I mentioned this at the top of the segment, but, uh, uh all the Jurassic Park nods um in this episode we we do have a lot of them e- even the anatomy park sign is straight out of jurassic park uh there's the scene when uh morty is is trying to trying to uh hit a home run maybe yeah. with uh, yeah. uh what's her name yeah, you, uh, annie yeah you can put annie. your fingers anywhere <laughs> uh you, morty get to the left nipple i'm trying to get to both rick <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, where they're at, they're in a theater where like Ruben is like, Hey, you're inside of me. Right. And it's like a, like an animatronic thing. <laughs> yeah. But it totally reminds me of that, that scene in Jurassic park when, uh, the DNA is like explaining how Jurassic park was made <laughs> right. and, and, and how they made the dinosaurs. Dino um, so DNA. I, I really... <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I just, I just love all of those little things that they do to link it back to Jurassic yeah. Park and uh and yeah so every time one of those pops up I I give a little giggle. In 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 that in that same scene uh Dr. Xenon Bloom is eating ice cream just just, <laughs> just like so much. he's got like just, piles of it. Just so much. And and, and that uh, that's that's a reference to Jurassic Park too when John Hammond is is eating ice cream with <laughs> yeah. Dr. Sadler in in the 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 whatever the visitor center. Hide, hiding hiding from uh <laughs> Hiding from raptors. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, along with that, uh, maybe all our favorite bits are Jurassic Park nods. But when Hepatitis <laughs> C eats Hepatitis A, and, <laughs> and then gives Morty and Annie a thumbs up, yeah. Like, was do was there some kind of the relationship we had with each other? And like, maybe he was just always a good dude. I think they're just good guys. Like, I think they're just like that. I, 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 I thought that's. I love that part, especially like now with Jurassic World and right, like yeah. where all of a sudden the T Rex is everyone's it's like the hero. Yeah, he's like everyone's friend. <laughs> like, oh, there he goes, there he goes, T Rex. He's just teaming up with a raptor to take just out T Rex, singing about what he sees, just you know, <laughs> stomping along. <laughs> Uh, so, so I, I love that part. And in the, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead. Moving over to like the history of like theme parks and, and, and my fascination with Disneyland. Uh, obviously they have lots of people in costume in those theme parks. Yep. Uh, people, people portraying characters, uh, and, and not to be outdone. Anatomy park also has their own mascot character. That's there. Uh, and I don't know that they ever say his name in the episode, uh, but he, he comes into the lungs and takes his like mask off yeah. and, and there's a, almost a spot on character caricature of Rob Schraub who may also do the voice of this character. He, he, I, I, I'd have to fact check. I'm, that, I'm pretty but. sure. I'm pretty sure his name is in the credits. So, oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, but as soon as he takes the mask off, 
uh, Dr. Bloom turns around and like berates. He's like, you put that back on. <laughs> like, like there are no guests. There is no reason why he should have to wear that. But like just that commitment to like that theme park, like <laughs> magic, like, no, we cannot see who's under that mask. You have to keep wearing it Yeah, right up until the point when he sucked out the lungs in a cough and his, his body is ripped apart. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he says his name is, is Alex when he's getting sucked up in his yeah skin he skin. says his actual name as he's being <laughs> like the skin is being peeled off of his face <laughs> uh yeah don't go to disneyland and take off your mask okay you you yeah, will get don't fired don't do it no that's a bad call uh i did i did have on here uh that everyone is being so chill uh that 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 cracks me up but uh, you know you, i mean you know that you know that part because i i told you that part already so instead i'll go with my next favorite part, and here's a here's a little bit of an audio clip for you on that one. Okay. <laughs> drum, 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 Christmas drums. Oh, sing it, summer. Christmas drums oh, being played by a boy. <laughs> uh, she starts like scab <laughs> Ah, uh, she's so into it. I would I would be playing League of Legends with my buddy in Korea. <laughs> And he would, I would, you know, be like, "Oh God, we gotta, we gotta go get this this waypoint." And he'd be like, "Drummer, drum, 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 drum." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so this is one of my earliest memories of Rick and Morty. So it just, uh, it always gets me. Drummer, yeah, drum, yeah, drum, 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 drum. Classic. <laughs> uh, fi- finally, what one of my last favorite things, and it's very like you almost don't realize it uh, if you like maybe on your first viewing. Uh, but they're they're fighting to keep Ruben alive, and then all of a sudden, like he flatlines, and 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 it shows Rick, and he's like he's about to try and cure like the tuberculosis or something, and then Rick flatline or Ruben flatlines, and he's like, well, he's dead. Can't- Sorry, I can't cure death. Uh, <laughs> zero attempt to resuscitate Ruben. Like whatsoever. If you watch a typical like hospital drama, like they'll spend an hour like doing CPR trying to keep him alive, but they're like, "Oh, he's dead," and he just goes and sits down and has a drink and recommends taking a tour over to uh, Pirates of the Pancreas. <laughs> uh, yeah, he zero zero effort, and no, I like immediately he just gives up. <laughs> and that's that's the thing. Like he's about he he's about to cure tuberculosis. He's like, and just like, like with just like a spray gun, like just, he's just going to like, I'll just cure that real quick. And, and like within a second of hearing the flatline beep, he's like, ah, we're done. All right. <laughs> we had a good run. Everybody uh, had a good run. Um, okay. Well, so Travis, any, any other thoughts about, about this episode? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we're. I think we'll talk a little bit more about some stuff in listener suggestions, but uh, this this for me is is a really great episode, and I think we're starting to get into a rhythm with Rick and Morty. Three three episodes in, uh, we're we're realizing sort of um, some some of the the typical conventions of the show. Uh, sort of the A and B plot is is again um, going on here. We're learning more about the Smith family. Uh, but also seeing Morty kind of go out and and grow as an adventurer. He's he's not with Rick. I mean, he's being guided by Rick uh, over over the the speaker, but 
he's he's out on his own and and sort of uh doing sort of a solo adventure with with the rest of the team and uh and yeah so it's cool seeing them get into some other situations like this so so many funny parts of this episode so uh just, just it's a classic for me yeah i think this is one of the I'm just throwing it out there because I I don't know and and I could be completely wrong, but I feel like this is kind of where the show splits off. This is like the last episode before there's like there there are some really good ideas out there, but this is the last episode that like directly references and bases its entire plot on a specific reference a little bit. Well, I, I, I guess. Right. Like it's, it's leaning really heavily on a couple of pop culture references. Yeah. Specific. Uh, and not, pop culture it's not, references. it's not building the world or the, or the universe of Rick and Morty as we know it now at the end of season three. Like we, we've seen a little bit of that, but everything has pretty much existed on earth or in dreams uh, at this point. And so we haven't really, expanded too far out of the Smith family household or their community uh, on any episodes. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, that's not what hmm. I, that's not what I was saying, but that is also a good point. What you, what are you saying? What you just said, well, you know, like this is, this is anatomy park, Jurassic park. It's very specific. Like, okay, this is, this is what this episode is, is tailored around. And uh, like, I, I say that, but then we did have, um, you know, Armathy and all that stuff in season three, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, pretty, pretty obviously Mad Max kind of dystopian type thing. But uh, I mean, this is like Anatomy Park is a direct translation to Jurassic Park. Whereas. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, you okay. you could say like, oh, well, Westworld, Westworld is a thing uh, or the Simpsons episode where they go to itchy and scratchy land. <laughs> one, of my, one of my faves where nothing Classic. can possibly go wrong, possibly go wrong. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Uh, well, that is that is our thoughts on an anime park, and I'm sure Unity, you have plenty of thoughts as well. If you got a chance to go back and watch this episode, we'd love to hear uh, either what your favorite parts were. If you have any other questions, uh, hit us up. Oh, oh, there it is. Uh, hit us up online. Let me finish my sentence. Uh, Brandon is slowly bringing up into the frame of his camera uh, the Anatomy Park board game. Yes, uh, which he happens to have a copy of. Yeah, we Travis, and you and I, did, we we didn't get we didn't get to play this together, but I no, we didn't. Uh, but I did have some friends to play it. I I did do, do like a little video review of it, and my video reviews suck because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I don't have practice doing that. But yeah, so Cryptozoic, they sent us a a copy of the Rick and Morty Anatomy Park board game way back when, and yeah, like right when it was coming out. Yeah, and and everything that's in this episode, it's it's so cool. They take all like the different kind of attractions and some attractions you hadn't heard of in the, in the show. And they put it into a game and then you have like all the characters you have, Annie, you have uh Dr. Zion Bloom, obviously Rick and Morty. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's, it is a, when you, when you talk about board game ties in ties in tie-ins, Tyson's Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson chickens. <laughs> uh, uh, like it, this, it, this is, it is it is a it is a good perfectly good tie-in, which I think all the yeah, well, and it's are, it's, are it's not like a conventional just like rip-off type of like oh we'll just skin like Monopoly as Rick and Morty like or they, they put some yeah. thought into it right like they um the way that you actually like build the park with the individual 
like game tiles and things like that. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's cool. I haven't played it, yeah. but but I've watched your review of it on our Sorry. website. So Sorry. everybody go check that out. <laughs> and I apologize again for anybody who actually goes to, to watch that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I guess one last thing I'll say is head over to uh, the Reddit post. Uh, you know, head over to our subreddit, but also head to the Rick and Morty official subreddit to uh, to, to to leave your thoughts on this episode. And we'll be checking that. Uh, throughout the next couple of weeks as well. All right, are you ready, Brandon? I'm ready. Are, are you ready to roll the music? I'm. I am. I am I, ready. Uh, I think you know what time it is. Oh, uh, you know, you know damn well what time it is. It's time. It's time for the Blood Dome Battle League, of course. Ooh, you crushed a can. Look at you. Look <laughs> yeah. at you, crushy McCrusher. I'm officially out of beer. Let's wrap it up, Brandon. Come on. Uh, Yeah, okay. So, guys, Unity. Oh, my gosh. This was this was a hella, a hell of a fight this week. We had we had baby legs from Total Recall. Or not, mm-hmm. What? Not Total Recall. What am I talking about? Uh, God, I'm stupid. Rixty Minutes. And yeah. Dream Centaur, of course, from the, the last episode we watched, uh, Jurassic Bark. Lawnmower dog. dog. <laughs> I, I know. See, I, I needed that second. Um, before we get into the results, and before we get into the narrative, uh, we, we did have some some folks who responded to us, Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, Travis, you want to you hit some of those up? Yeah, let's, uh, let me see if I can try to interpret your, your, your Twitter names here. Uh, hi, Heislian? No, hi, Leslie-Ann. Hi, Leslie-Ann. See, I'm, hey. I'm really good at th- I'm really good at these. <laughs> Hi, Leslie Ann said, uh, if it was a fist fight, Dream Centaur would win, but Baby Legs has a gun and is trained to use it. He is a policeman after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, one gunshot, and this battle is settled. Ooh. Uh, not real Jackson. Baby Legs is such a good detective. With enough prep time, he's got it in the bag. The Dark Knight. Uh, hey, I can't argue. The, best, the world's greatest detective. Uh, <laughs> Totsum. Uh, Dominic. Yeah. Uh, Dream Centaur hands out the death sentence for sexual hangups in the pleasure chamber. Uh, baby legs coos when he walks. Dream Centaur greater than baby legs. Greater than three times. <laughs> does does that does so greater than or equal? You know, like greater than less less than. Like the the greater than like the open part eats the bigger right. Right, that that's how uh, like yes. the bigger number. Yeah, so, are we doing like basic elementary school arithmetic yeah, right yeah, now? Are yeah, we yeah, going yeah. through this with you? Brandon? So, like, if there's yeah. a greater than symbol next to a greater than symbol, does the one greater than symbol eat the other greater than symbol and become exponentially uh, bigger? No, a black hole is created, oh. and uh, yeah, that's that's how black holes are created. Soundgarden, right? typical. Okay, <laughs> uh, so so Travis, I want to say thank you ahead of time for writing out. The story behind Ooh. the battle. Who who will win in the Blood Dome battle? Here we go. What happened, everybody? It's a cold, dark night in the city, and the streets seem to go on forever. Baby Legs was out on those streets looking for answers, looking for justice, looking for the man that killed the only partner Baby Legs had ever trusted. And there was no way Baby Legs would rest, no nappy time for him, until he found Regular Legs' killer. The best lead Baby Legs had took him right into the heart of the city, into a den of sin where 
If half the rumors were true, it would make even the most promiscuous perpetrator go red in the face. Baby Legs was able to slip into the building via a very short window, and once inside, his vision was flooded with every form of sexual obscurity. The creatures were here were unlike any he had ever seen, and for a brief moment, he knew this had to be a dream. Baby Legs shouted into the room, You disgusting pigs! What have you done with the regular legs? And in that moment, Baby Legs heard the sound of hooves moving behind him, followed by a bellowing shout, Sexual hang-ups in the pleasure chamber are punishable by death! Baby Legs tried to spin around but lost his balance on account of his baby legs. <laughs> it was too late. The dream centaur drove his spear directly into detective baby legs, killing him. So, yeah. So the results are in. Centaur wins. Cent- centaur wins. He totally wins. So- uh, this, was a, this was a much closer vote than we had uh, the first week we, we, we tried this. Uh, yeah, it was, it was almost neck and neck there for a while. And I gotta say, I was pulling for baby legs. You know, I was. Yeah, I, I, I was pulling for baby legs too. It's, it's, I'm, I'm a little, you know, I, I was a little disappointed because I wanted to write, like, I wanted to write stuff about how baby legs had big dreams and, <laughs> and, and that like, this was going to be like kind of a change for him and yeah. Uh, turns out nobody nobody agreed with <laughs> with a well forty percent on Twitter agreed. Uh, for it was a forty sixty split over on Twitter in the votes, and then uh, thirty three sixty seven uh, in yeah. favor of Dream Centaur over on Facebook. Yeah, I I mean, you know that's I mean that's 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 cool and all. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, no, all no, right. no. It's 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 great uh, that that uh, everyone came out and they said, "Yeah, let we'll vote and we're good." I mean, so so here's here's our now now I, I I'm almost afraid to say this, Brandon, because because uh, I feel like I will sway the voting. I want you guys to all vote with your heart, unity. Don't let don't let me it, you know negatively impact who who you decide in the next matchup. But uh, I would love to maybe have an underdog win once in a while. And I think, I think dream centaur definitely seemed to be uh, sort of the favorite to win this fight. Uh, so I don't know, maybe, maybe pull for the pull for the old underdog uh, in an, in an upcoming episode. Um, Brandon, are you, you're, you seem to be scrambling somewhat off, off mic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, are, yeah. are we, are we close to ready for, for revealing who, who next week's matchup will be? Yeah, we, we, we are close to ready. Uh, and, and it's really convenient because I'm, I just click the button, click and <laughs> click. And so it's completely random. No one, I'm not making this up. And I actually <laughs> did click the button on a website that I had out there. Anyway, so it's going to be fart. Oh, fart. Okay. Verse voice, voice by Jermaine. Uh, Clements, Clement, yeah, Clemens? Uh-huh. Clemens? yeah, 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 Clemens. yeah, 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 yeah. Of of flight of the Conqueror. Fart versus Mister Meeseeks. Ooh, okay. Fart versus Mister Meeseeks. Our... Completely random. It was it yeah, was programmed wow. into it. Way to way to go. <laughs> completely random program. All right, so we got a Meeseeks 
uh, okay, let's let's clarify it because I know we're gonna get questions. Is it a single Meeseeks? Is it a Meeseeks box? Like, what what do we what do we got here? Well, so here's the thing: I don't like to to limit based off of, like the parameters that we we give out. Oh, you know, okay. um, so right. we, I, I, I want to leave it to interpretation to whatever, like if, if somebody is like, Whoa, Oh, it's a, a me seeks box or somebody hit the me seeks box and there's a bunch of them or someone's so let's like, let's just, let's just say fart versus me seeks fart versus me seeks next week in the blood dome battle league. <laughs> uh, watch it. Watch, watch for the, uh, watch for the poll popping up on social media. There it is next week. Me seeks versus part. <laughs> why is that so low? Why is the volume so low? On that? I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, all right, Brandon, it's time for our final segment on this episode. Listener suggestions and short outs. Uh, first off, thank you patrons over on patreon.com for, for your support. Uh, if you're if you're watching this again, five dollars a month uh, gets you vis- video episodes. Uh, just just almost every tier uh, gets you access to our, our Discord server where we can chat on there. and And we're looking forward to hopefully this week having our first live feed with a, a couple of patrons where where we do sort of a special side episode and uh, an interaction with them. So again, thanks to everybody over on Patreon for supporting this podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, let, let's go ahead and start off with some tweets. Uh, the, the the main thing is not the main thing. <laughs> uh, we we, we push out a question, which is what is, if you're bringing somebody into Rick and Morty, what is the episode that you show them? Uh, you We've talked about it before, um, but we, we wanted to hear your thoughts, Unity. Uh, and so, yeah, this was this was like a trending post on the Rick and Morty subreddit, and then we ended up re- like quote tweeting it, um, and we got a lot of good responses. Um, I, I guess I guess we'll start with uh, Stacy's Parlor, uh, who said probably Lawnmower Dog. It's better than the pilot, super funny, and early enough in the show that you don't have to know a lot of the backstory. Also, scary Terry. So yeah, um, which is. You know, I I think that is a very solid choice. Um, I would probably skip the pilot for most most people. Yeah, if I was showing them, a- a- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there, there. Uh, let's see, Total Recall, Anatomy Park, uh, which is what we just talked about, and I I would say yes, definitely Anatomy Park or Lawnmower Dog. Those are like the two that I would that I usually kind of rally around. Uh, but Me Seeks and Destroy, that is a I th- I think by that point in time in the series, and we'll get to that here uh, in a couple weeks, is the right amount of zany and kind of smart philosophical stuff to get people. And if they're if if they leave the episode thinking I like that, then they're in for the rest of the series. Yeah, definitely. I I think I think some of the early episodes that that cling very closely to like an existing pop culture, you know, story, whether it's lawnmower dog or, or anatomy park. I think that's a good entry point for people. Cause they, they can get to know who Rick and Morty are in a safe space, if you will. Right. Like they, they're like, okay, they're doing a parody of Jurassic park. I get that. Um, so they, they don't, it's not challenging them, uh, in like accepting the world quite as much, I think yeah. as, uh, because they've already sort of have an understanding about those previous properties. Yeah. 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 
Um, the, this is this is one that I I didn't think about, and I, and I I like the the thought of it. Um, I and I think it was Hi Leslie Ann who mentioned this, but Morty's Mind Blowers uh, as an episode. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was Hi Leslie Ann, uh, which I mean, a really recent episode. Uh, but I mean, kind of a kind of a cool place to start, and and I think the the show's further along with Morty's Mind Blowers, where like. It's 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 peak Rick and Morty maybe a little bit yeah. like season three is so polished in a lot of ways. I I think that's an interesting episode because if if someone's never seen the show and they watch Morty's Mind Blowers and they like it enough to be like oh yeah I'll I'll watch some more, then they can start back at the beginning and see how effed up their relationship is, <laughs> right? And and almost be like lead up into Morty's mind blowers and be like, Oh yeah, this is, I can see how this ended up happening. Almost. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you, you mentioned lawnmower dog, total recall. I think, I think, uh, somebody actually used anatomy park because it was a Christmas episode That's right. over a Christmas break, uh, to kind of get their dad into it. Sci- that was sci-fi uh, pie. Yeah. Sci-fi pie. Um, and then, yeah, Travis or Inked Inspector uh, said Me Seeks and Destroy. Uh, we also had Levi Monster Paws and Dominic Cobb. So thank you, everybody, that, that responded to, to that tweet. You are awesome, Unity! We have an email from Demon Sassen. Ooh. Demon Sassen. He or she writes, Hey, I just had a few questions. One, I wanted to ask if you ever noticed in episode two, around 235, and there is an eye uh, that looks like a penis. Schleem's bumper sticker on Rick's garage junk spaceship. Uh, that I mean, it wasn't it wasn't in the form of a question, but uh, <laughs> but we get it. Like, yeah, I do that all the time. I, I, I don't. And know. then I always question whether I should put a question mark or not on the question because <laughs> it's not really a question. Yeah, uh, bad at grammar. I, I will I will say that I think in this this episode uh, when Ruben blows up. I think there's a testicle. I think there's a giant <laughs> testicle that, that is in that image. Is it a repurposed testicle from Lawnmower Dogs <laughs> where they just pulled an extra one out of the, the dumpster of, of human <laughs> testicles? I don't, I don't think so. Uh, but uh, to answer your question, Demon Assassin, the first one, no, I didn't. Uh, I'm not sure I did notice. Yeah, I I didn't notice it. So so good, good catch on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then second, I wanted to Wanted to ask if you have any guesses as to why Rick left Beth for so many years, only to return and live in her house. Why would he return? Was he out looking for revenge, or is there more backstory? Obviously, he met Unity in that time, and some others like Bird Person. Any ideas, Travis? So, I think this is going to be one of those big questions for the show that that may never get answered, um, or or is being held back by the writers for for the right time for the right payoff. Um, but we, we don't know really where Beth's mom is or, or what her fate was. Um, I, so, you know, we have the version that we see in the season three premiere, but that again was fabricated. So, uh, I, I don't feel so much that maybe Rick left Beth as much as he left the life that he had with Beth and the, and, and his, and, her mom 
And and I I don't know if it was Beth focused as much as it was Rick focused. Like he he probably left sometime when she was a kid. Um, I would think. Yeah. I, you know, I I don't I don't think that I I honestly don't know if if she, he was around like when Jerry and Beth first started dating. Like I don't I I kind of have issues with the timeline in that because <laughs> like. He's he's aware of that, but like, was he there? Was he there for that? Like, I don't know. What do you think, Brandon? Um, yeah, I I don't know what the timeline is either, either Travis. Uh, but you know, for me, and not digging too deep into theory craft, uh, you know, I I feel like if he left her for a long time, it was for some kind of rickish good reason. Uh, because he, throughout the series, he's shown enough compassion in his sociopathic way to where he still cares about people, even though he's an asshole to them, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. And, and and he's shown enough uh, caring uh, towards Beth that I I don't think he would leave his his daughter for for nothing. Uh, there. Yeah. Like the bird person, Squanch, and like that whole like rebel stuff. That's. That that hasn't really it's been out there. Yeah, we don't really know a lot about it, but it's definitely part of his history. Uh, you know, Demon Assassin. I think you you mentioned a little bit. Uh, you know, with with Burp Person in there. Yeah, I, I if anything, I think that's that's what it has to do with. Um, so I think I think you're on the right track, but I'm not a writer, and I'm not he, contracted he make, season four. That's right. He he makes hints about the the whole clone Beth thing and and the opportunity to go out and like be a smart person out in the universe. Um, there may have been some drive there to do that. And maybe that's how he got mixed in with bird person and squanchy and, and the fight against the, you know, the galactic federation and things like that. So um, I think, I think he was focused on those aspects of his life and less focused on Beth and Beth's mom. And, and, and there was some reason like either, either that part of his life sort of died down, but he, he felt the need to come back and, and, and sort of fix that. Um, and, and, and bond with Morty too. Uh, maybe it's just cause he needed the sidekick. Yeah. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, so he's, he's back and, and we're, we're all better for it. We're, we're all better. This podcast exists because he is back. Yes. Thanks Rick. Okay. A move. Thank you. So thank you demon assassin for the email. And for everyone else who hey send shoot us an email and and we'll we'll take a we'll take a gander at it and then we'll try to answer your questions in in our in our half-assed non-research way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes we do okay. Yeah, we do all right. Sometimes. Uh, first, so now we're moving on to reviews. First, first review. I play a monk. That's that's in, that's their name on on iTunes. These two are the squanch. I love their squanch and how they squanch about the episodes. I would love to squanch Rick and Morty with these two squanches in our eye holes. Then have a three-way squanch after. I love the squanch to these squanches as they make me squanch to myself and open my eye holes to squanches I never noticed. <laughs> so thank you, I play monk. Travis, here's what I want here's what I want you to do. I want I want us to do a mad libs. I meant to set this up ahead of time. <laughs> I want to do a Mad Libs. Uh, let's go through this. Uh, just, just maybe two sentences. Two sentences, uh, and change squanch to actual words. So these two are the stuff, 
I love their gumption and how they live about the episodes. <laughs> your your turn. Next sentence. Uh, I would love to assassinate Rick and Morty with these two <laughs> a-holes uh, and our eye-hole. Oh, two holes in one sentence. Uh, then have a three-way brunch after. I love to lick to these music glacks as they make me dinner to myself <laughs> and open my eyes holes I, my eye holes to Benedict Cumberbatch's I never noticed there you go and perfect perfect review we nailed it thanks we I nailed it <laughs> that's, that's uh, dumb, Brandon Nicole Elizabeth Seven <laughs> says it's the main thing uh, Brandon and Travis are absolutely hilarious I feel like they're Two of my friends and my commute to work is dull without them. They offer great personal insights into one of my favorite shows, Never Stop Podcasting. Thank you, Nicole. Uh, we hope to not stop podcasting. And, uh, and ge- yeah. yeah, and guess what? We are your friends. We are yeah. two of your U- friends. Unity, you're you're our besties. Uh, you know, it's 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 really nice to. Uh, <laughs> did you just hashtag? Yeah, it? hashtag one uh, love. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, but you know, it it is a sincere honor for us and a privilege that that we uh, get to do this podcast, and that so many of you do appreciate it and enjoy it. So thank you to everybody that listens, downloads, subscribes. Uh, if you leave feedback, if you leave a comment, if you send us an email or anything like that, um, you know, we're trying to make a show that is for you, the fans, uh, because we're fans, and and yeah, a lot of this, these questions and things, you know, they come from you guys. So. Uh, if you get a chance, you know, head over to our subreddit, rickandmartypodcast.reddit.com, but head over to uh, what should eventually be uh, a pinned post on the Rick and Morty subreddit, which will include everything we talked about in this episode, uh, a link to the podcast. But you can also kind of leave your two cents in the comments there and, and, and keep the conversation going uh, until new episodes arrive. And, you know, and until then, we're going to do what we can to to enjoy Rick and Morty. So. Uh, thank, thanks again to everybody, and if you haven't gotten a chance to leave a review, you know maybe maybe this is your week. I, I believe in you. <laughs> this this is your week. Of all the weeks that have gone come and gone, this is the specific week that is for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Make the most of it. <laughs> We're gonna hold uh, a raffle. <laughs> We're gonna hold a raffle, and if we call your number, then you good good news. You get to leave a review. Is that <laughs> yeah? So just, just wait by the phone because we <laughs> might be calling. Uh, all right, that's that's it for this week. Uh, next week we have M Night Shamalians. I believe that's episode four. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You got a trap bone. All right. Uh, so until then, go watch the episode. Uh, leave us your feedback, and then we will be back to discuss. Uh, Vote for the Blood Dome Battle League. Me seeks verse fart. fart. All right. I am Travis. I am Brandon. And we will see you next time. Oh, yeah. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next <laughs> time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. It's live. I got to press the button. Yeah, you got to actually hit the button.